Hey guys, it's Chris from Chaos Movies again. Going to hit you with a a different style of flick tonight. Um, this one is titled Burnt. It's a 2015 flick directed by John Wells. And um, this is the chefiest chef movie you'll probably ever, well, the most dramatic chef movie you'll ever you'll ever come across or that I ever come across, um, obviously apart from um, The Chef with uh, John Fabs. Um, totally different structure and totally different setup in this movie. This one's um, this one's more more elegant, more arrogant. Um, pretty much the everything you expect from that um, from the star, the Michelin star world of restauranting. So um, you know, let's get into it. This movie was directed by John Wells. I don't know much about this guy. He seems like he's more of a, an executive producer or a producer of TV shows. I did a bit of background digging on him and. He's renowned for an executive producer position in Animal Kingdom, pretty much like 55 episodes, and that's one of my favorite TV shows, which I actually stumbled across the fact that I noticed they're writing, they started to write a couple of episodes in the fifth season, which is, which is rad. Obviously, in the States, that's probably going to come out way before we even get it, but keep an eye on that. Uh, he also was the heavily a heavy producer in the TV show ER pretty much for 14 years and West Wing. So he's got all that. He's got the TV. He's got the TV creds, but, um, you know, for directing this movie, I think he did really well. I mean, I love it. I, I love everything about this film. It just not only does it make you hungry, but it just makes you want it. Uh, it just makes you – doesn't make you want the life of a chef. I mean, no one does, but the power that comes behind it or the rock star mentality that chefs seem to have, which – Look, they get paid from what I heard, shitty money. The lifestyle's tough, so it's really weird that you'd want to be. But the creativity, and also that I think the rock star side—if you're a pretty good chef and you do really well and your name gets out there—well, apparently that's a sexy, sexy as fuck kind of thing. But um, you know, I've heard some stories from some close mates who were sous chefs and um, kitchen hands in London and places like that, and the lifestyle is intense. It's it's like you know, flat out rock. You're working it. And then when you finish, you you're getting on it, and then you're back in to set up for the next day or the next whatever. So, and you're getting paid fuck all for it, but you're experiencing your life experiences. Are, there's no comparison, right? So, that's where it probably probably that boils it down to. But this movie, it's basically based around Bradley Cooper being the main star. He's a busted ass chef from uh, drug abuse and uh diva issues you know like we said the rock star life and he had it all and he ruined his entire career by doing too much of you know, living in excess obviously and so the movie basically follows his um rise to fame so broken chef from the abuse of drugs diva syndrome returns to repair and rise to a three-star status whilst using past friendships and the possibility of a fresh restaurant so he can make a name for himself to get that three-star Michelin hat. And um, that's what the movie's about. So it stars Bradley Cooper. Huge cast, really. I mean, I'm going to get one of these names wrong somewhere, but Bradley Cooper, Sienna Miller, Daniel Brühl, Emma Thompson, Uma Thurman, only in that for a short bit she is, but she's kind of pivotal. Uh, Alicia Vikander and Matthew Ray's and one other guy that I didn't write down because I dug into him a little bit later is Ricardo Scamasio. 
Ricardo Samasio, he's <laughs> you don't really look at him like that guy's so familiar. So I'm like, I'm like, man, it's just doing my head in. So I sat there for a while. And the reason why in this movie he's just a I don't know, he's like the he's um he's a sorcier, I think he is in this, or he's like the the chef to uh whatever they're called. So what do you got? You got your head chef, your sous chef, there's a sorcier, and then um I don't know, he's probably on the grill mostly in this movie. But he's the reason why I didn't realize who he was was because I wasn't looking in that lower level area. I forgot to go looking a bit higher, and I found him in John Wick Two, John Wick Tap Chapter Two. He is Santino D'Antonio, so he's the kind of the he wants a seat at the high table. You know, obviously watch that movie and you'll find out. Might review that one later. Obviously, that uh, that's I love I love finding out little quirky things like that. Just looking at a guy, he's different look, different facial hair and whatnot, and it's like he's so familiar. Those eyes, you know. Makes heaps of sense. So Bradley Cooper, we all know Bradley Cooper. Look, I wasn't a massive lover of Bradley Cooper at the start. It was kind of like a Paul Walker thing for me at the start. Don't get me wrong. Love me, Walker. I mean, rest in peace, man. But when he first started out as Pleasantville and um, she's all that, that's Paul Walker I'm talking about. For guys, we didn't really give a shit, right, because it was kind of that pretty boy, muscly, whatever. Bradley Cooper was that for me in um, – uh, well, I think he was in Wet Hot American Summer and also most notably was Wedding Crashes where he was an absolute dick, kind of similar to Paul Walker and she's all that. So you never really had much hope. You couldn't really see them. I couldn't really see him growing, but obviously he did huge amounts of movies and my favorite Bradley Cooper movie is American Sniper and he he had to gain like 37 frigging pounds for that role which was eating 6,000 calories a day and doing massive powerlifting exercises. Shout out to my man Chris o out there. He loves his powerlifting at the moment. <laughs> and so he knows what it's about. So to gain the weight for that movie, he had to, he had to do that, which was apparently grueling. Look, I get it's grueling for any, anyone. We're not in that position, so I can't really voice my opinion. But when you're getting paid to do a role for a movie and or you've got to put in money, I suppose it's – Depends if you're getting paid to do it, like John Wick, Keanu Reeves heavily threw himself into all his training, probably not at his expense, but you know what you come out with at the other end is skills, ability, um, alter character altering body. You know, obviously American sniper Bradley Cooper was quite thick. He wasn't wasn't buff, but he looked like the legend. Chris Kyle, American sniper. That is exactly if you see any photos of him, that's exactly what Bradley Cooper transformed himself into. So that's probably my most favorite movie of his. So as he gets older, he gets better with age and he's, he's tried his hand in directing, which was um, Star is Born. And I shit you not, I wanted that movie, not knowing the history of that movie, I wanted that movie to really do really well um, for Brad's sake and Sam Elliott. Uh, no one goes past Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott, Weed Garrett. Lady Gaga, um, Bradley Cooper was even nominated for that. Dave Chappelle's in there, throws his hat in the ring as the wisdom. That was pretty freaking cool, you know, but didn't happen. So he's going to keep going. The dude is fluent in French, and in this movie, you get to see him do a bit of it. And the arrogance behind him as head chef when he comes back into into London to take over um, his long friend Tony, uh, his restaurant, and wants to turn it into this fucking unbelievable place of adventure and, and food and and whatever you, you call it. I've never had uh, three-star 
or two star or one star Michelin food, but apparently the menu's set for you. You pick it, you eat it. They take you on a on a journey, and that's where it all. That's where you put your you put your palate in their hands, so to speak. So, you know, he does really well there. Sienna Miller, she's been in everything. There's there's no. She's also an American sniper. She's um, Alfie, which is an old one with Jude Law. I think she had a bust up with Jude Law back then. Uh, Lost City of Z. List goes on for her. Casablanca, uh, not Casanova. I think it's Casanova with Heath Ledger. She's in there a fair bit. David Brule, though, he's uh, he's born in Barcelona, Spain. So he's you don't get to see much of him in a lot of the big movies, but um, he did a lot in European movies. But he, you remember him from Rush. He played alongside Chris Hemsworth in that movie, and that was a long battle between. Um, oh, far out! Chris Hemsworth's character was James Hunt, and it was Nicky Lauder. That's right. It's obviously the story of their battle, their endless battle, and uh, he he's a standout actor. That dude, he's he's got some balls, and he, he plays some really decent roles, and he's got that accent, which is really cool. So Winter Soldier, he's also in that. So. He, He's the evil doctor in that one. Inglorious Bastards, he plays roles in that. Um, so, you know, it goes on. We can talk about characters. Obviously, you got Emma Thompson plays plays in this as a therapist. And um, Uma Thurman is a food critic. And Alicia Vikander, she's the sexy ex-girlfriend who is hot as – she's pretty hot in this movie. And she is his connection to the drug and rock and roll days of the past. And obviously, you get to see how that – plays out in this movie. She is from the latest Jason Bourne movie, um, the the final one, and she's the one taking over, wants to take over the uh, uh, deputy of the F- F- FBI director or whatever. She wants to take over. So she's grown up a little bit there, and that that's a full-on role for her. She plays that really well, so I was really happy. Matthew Reese or Matthew Rise uh, is Montgomery Reese. He's the rival of uh, Bradley Cooper in this movie. I've seen this dude in a couple of films. I can't remember what the last one was, but I think it might have had something to do with the Vietnam War. Um, and he's got a look about him. I'll tell you what, he does really well in this. When you see his restaurant in this in this place, I wouldn't set foot into it. I, I swear to God, I'd I want to be clean head to toe and wear white gloves when you walk into this place where it's and it's just called Reese Montgomery Reese. And there's so many scenes throughout this movie where it's so edgy because I've never been, I've never worked in hospitality and I know some friends who have, and when they've, they've hung around chefs or sous chefs and, you know, they're very arrogant and they're, they're very, you know, God complex kind of thing. And, um, you know, that must be a, a tough environment to be in. But from what I understand, they make you a better person. And in this movie, you'll see everyone in the kitchen, shining through their roles and pushing through as Bradley Cooper tries to bring himself back on track um, by becoming the world's best renowned three-star chef within the movie but not assisted by drugs. And he obviously enlists the help of Sienna Miller's character. She's like hands down one of the best chefs at this other restaurant, so they poach her and her boss says, what are you even doing here? Get out. You, if you want to be a, the best chef in the world, you need to go work beside um, Bradley Cooper's character. And so she does, you know, obviously she wasn't happy about that, but, you know, you got to do it. <laughs> so she did and he treats her like absolute garbage, like shit when everything doesn't go his way. I'd hate to see the bill. I don't know if this happens in, in real world, but in this movie, 
shit gets smashed all the time when something doesn't go right. Like it, it goes, oh, just hate to see the money that's going out and the money coming in. I know these, um, when you go sit down for these, these courses, I'm assuming you're probably paying, I'm assuming, can only assume, I'm an idiot. It's probably six, 700 bucks. I, I'd love to look into it. I know a couple of people have had some um, uh, courses in Michelin star restaurants and yeah, it's not cheap. So, there must be a good amount of money coming in, but when they smash the place up because the night goes shit, um, you know. But this movie does tug on the heartstrings a little bit. You feel for the guy. Um, he starts off. He starts off with um, a penance, I think it's called, where he obviously uh, sentenced himself to shucking a million oysters down in New Orleans in this dirty old oyster bar. Which, mind you, when he was shuckering them, they looked pretty fucking cool. They looked pretty neat. So. When they say dirty old, they're probably the freshest oysters we ever tasted. It's New Orleans, right? I'm sure they've got some good stuff. So once he has his little book and he gets to that point where he shucked the last one, he actually freaking weevils it around, puts it in his mouth, slurps it down, and he's like, I'm out. So he leaves and that's it. Like one million oysters, I've come to terms with my demons. Clearly didn't resolve everything. He probably just taught himself that he's sober but he's still chasing that dream, right? Now he's got to do that dream without the help of the demons in the past. Um, and that's where, you know, he does. He goes back there and it, it just it just, it just plays itself. You sit down, watch it, enjoy it, watch him grow, watch him change, watch him argue with people, watch them hate him at him, watch them use words, just disrespect nature in the kitchen. It just spews out all over the screen and it is super fun. And then you've got to watch him evolve in some way, especially the sous vide part, being a barbecuer or a pit master. Um, everyone laughs at sous vide. Um, you know, obviously we don't do it at comp, but at home, if you've got the equipment, it's not. It's definitely not a bad way to get your meat and flavours to where you want before you sear them off. Um, and he is against that. He's still trying to pan fry the shit out of everything. And it's just, it's two times human. It dries out on the plate and... Um, Obviously, she's just like, if you want me back, this is what you got to use. And he's just like, all right, cool. And it gets really exciting around the second act. And the second act being, I think, is where they get rumored that the Michelin star, um, the Michelin, um, which is, consists of normally two guys, certain age, they order a certain thing. They always place a fork on the ground. They always do something. They're very, very structured, which is weird, hey, because if you're running a restaurant and the Michelin – you, I suppose they know the, the tricks of these, of these um, oh, not judges, but friggin' um, critics, you could say, that come in, they do a certain thing, order a certain thing, drink a certain thing, and behave a certain way. So they kind of get the sense that someone's coming, right? So they go, cool. So they, they're ready. But I thought if it was going to be Michelin, the highest honour or award or um, achievement that a restaurant can get, You'd think they'd just be on their game every night regardless, but obviously this is the way the movie sort of plays it out. And shit hits the fan. Obviously, um, he, Bradley, did something wrong to a guy in his past life and ruined his chance at opening up a biggest restaurant. Um, he, it was a health violation that he did, and it was a dick move, and he thought it was over, but it's like, it's not. Some people hold grudges and some people will just, stand beside you until they're ready to stab you in the back and you know yeah he did and then that's where 
the third. That's where it starts to fall backwards and Bradley resorts back to his stuff. So, you know, I don't need to really go into too much detail with it. I just want you to know that it's a, it's a sexy film. It's clean. It's clinical. His insatiable need for being the best while just being unbelievably fucking rude um, but being good at it. Once again, he turns this movie into a point where I don't see Bradley Cooper. I see Adam Jones, the rock star chef who's broken down and, um, you know, that that's what he did. He transferred that for me. So I highly recommend watching it. Don't watch The Chef with John Favs before or after this. Kind of give it a bit of space. You're going to do that. I'm sure you already have because I already did a review on that movie recently. But this movie needs to be watched. I reckon after you watch sort of like a, a thriller, maybe a rom-com and then watch this one because it's got some really cool elements that doesn't really take up much of your brain. It's just about jumping inside the kitchen of the best chef in the world, watch him fuck it up, tear it apart, do something super awesome. And that's the, that's the journey. It's, it's the story that, that they build for you. So give it a watch. I loved it. You'll love it. My opinion. As always, thanks for listening and I shall uh, jump back on tomorrow or day after. Take it easy.